What is up? Welcome to this week's edition of the In The Round podcast. You got Matt. Tyler. And on this week's episode, we have a guest from the West Coast, our first. LA. LA. It's our good friend, Miss Sophie Lynn. Very excited and happy to be sharing this episode, this great conversation with y'all. Talked about a lot of cool things. And this girl, she started out in the pop jazz realm and now is in the country realm. Here's a clip of a song that she wrote back in her pop days. This one's called Moving On. How the hell do we go on? I know this isn't right to her, so I guess I'll forget what we were, so I'm moving on. I'm moving on, cause I know it's wrong, but I can't say no. I'm not that strong, I gotta let it go. Going around again and again, we know we're bound, the problem is my heart is Everyone, welcome back to the In the Round podcast. You got Matt Tyler, the Coda Bear, coming at you from the new studio we have with us. We're very excited when we set this up. It had to be, it feels like it was like just yesterday, but it was like close to a month ago. <laughs> California girl, very excited. Actually, she reached out to us, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Like, we've got people that are listening that are that are writers, and you're one of those people. We got Sophie Lynn with us. Sophie, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you? Good. Thanks, Thanks for, for taking me. the time out. We know how precious the time is in Nashville, and you got a lot of meetings and a lot of things going on doing writing things, you're taking big meetings, and just really getting your name out there around town. So thank you for taking the time out to come and hang out with us. And my apologies for running late. You never know what you're going to get into, especially <laughs> with the crew that we roll with. Me and Ethan, were, were we allotted 15 minutes for errands. It took us about 45. So nice. it's the way of the world, it happens. So how's this trip to Nashville going so far? It's been awesome. It's been a journey. I feel like I've been here for like a month already, and it's only been, what, like four days, three days? Welcome yeah. to Nashville. Yeah, Nashville time. The big thing me and Tyler always say, we, you never know what day it is. Like you Seriously. wake up in the morning, and you don't know what day it is. Like I think, I know today's Wednesday. Because of there's a, there's an event that we're going to tonight that was on a Wednesday, so that's the only reason I know that it's Wednesday. Plus, it's my off day. My off days are Mondays and Wednesdays. Same. So, so you do so. Wednesday. So this is your second time in Nashville. Yeah, the first time I was just here for my 21st birthday, so I was just here to party. <laughs> what was that experience like? For it was you? it was a lot of fun. I mean, at least what I could remember was fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a good time. I uh, I wasn't doing country music yet. I was doing like the pop R and B stuff. Okay. So I just came here, and I obviously love music. So I was like, let's go for my 21st. Let's go have a good time. All right, sweet. So let's back it up a little bit. So how does Sophie Lynn get into music? How did the music thing start for you? 
Uh, well, I've been singing all my life. I've been singing since I was five, but um, I just recently got into doing music full time and um, trying to be an artist. I, I went to school over in uh, Texas, Baylor University. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, I dropped out after my second year and I was like, you know what, let me give music a chance. So it was. It seemed like music was the only thing that remained constant in my life yeah. throughout that whole time. So um, I was like, might as well give it a chance and see what can happen. And I was studying nursing which is kind of funny because I don't really see myself in the health field now. But um, I was studying nursing and I uh, I got heartbroken in college and, I, and my grandma passed and I was like, God, nothing is going right in my life. It was just really sad. So I was writing songs about it all the time. Like every every single day, it was like a new song of just like really sad songs, honestly. But um, I was like, yeah, music is the only constant thing right now. So let's give it a shot and let's see what I can do with this. And um, yeah, that's kind of how Sophie Lynn came about. And I was doing like the pop R&B stuff because every, I had sang jazz in college uh, or not in college, in high school, I had sang jazz. And um, everyone's like, oh, you have that tone for R&B. You have to do it. You have to do it. And so I was like, OK. So I released um, Take a Drive, which yeah. is out on like the streaming sites. And um, after Take a Drive, it did OK. But I was like, I don't see myself performing this genre on stage. I really have a passion for country and I really can see myself on stage having a good time, making people dance, yeah. you know? And so about oh, maybe like eight months ago, I was like, okay, let's do country. I started yeah. like really gearing my stuff towards that. So that's where I Yeah, and, and as far as songwriting goes, songwriting, I mean, pop and R&B, there's a lot of deep music in there and songwriting, that style. But as far as like storytelling, country mm-hmm. seems to be key. It's like country yeah. and Americana. Yeah. So for yeah. you with, with writing deeper songs, is that something that led you in the country music? Oh, yeah, totally. I, I feel like all of my songs have always had like an element of country to them. Um, just because I am like a story-based writer. So, I mean, it just kind of seemed natural to flip over to country and add that like production side of country now. I already yeah. had like the lyrics and kind of the melodies going on, you know, so. Yeah, we were jamming out to you in the car on the way, on the way over here, actually, from our <laughs> errands and stuff. We were listening to, to the new one you got, uh, Rooting For You. Yeah, and yeah. Um, Ethan was like, holy shit, that girl's got melody. Like that, like the oh, melodies that are, that are in there and stuff. So for you, when you're doing the songwriting process, um, are you more going, is it, do the words come first, like as a writer, or do you feel melodies, or how, what's the writing process like for you? Typically, I'll start out with like an idea, or like the title of the song, okay. and then um, really just, I'm more melody-based, i definitely a lot more melody-based, so I have a lot of co-writers that I work with to help me on the lyric side, Um so yeah, I guess I guess a title first, and then I'll kind of get like a groove and a melody going, and then I'll just kind of form all the lyrics around that title or idea. <laughs> okay, sweet. So yeah. when? How old were you when you wrote your first song? When did songwriting oh, become gosh. a thing for you? Did it start out as like poems in a notebook? Like, like- no, no. So I picked up uh, guitar at uh, sixth grade. How, I don't know how old are you in sixth grade. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I was yeah. like eleven. Uh, you're eleven, twelve, thirteen, yeah. eleven, so twelve. I, yeah. Because I was doing a lot of musical theater and I was like, I want to perform shows, you know, like I want to be in a band. So I picked up guitar and uh, I, you guys know the word swag. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. do, we, oh, do we know the word <laughs> okay. swag? So in sixth grade, my least favorite word, because all the guys were like using that word. I was like, this is literally the worst word in the world. I have like different like iterations of swag. So like I have like swaggeroni and cheese and swagosaurus <laughs> oh, rex. You're the exactly. guy that I hated yeah, in sixth yeah. grade. Yeah. Exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so what yeah, so yeah. so would you do with that? 
So I took that word and I was like, all right, I'm going to write a song. Here's my first song. It's like, swag, swag, that's what you say when you take me out to dinner and you can't even pay. Ooh. And it's just like bashing these guys Burn. who use that word. That's awesome. <laughs> so I was though. sixth grade, so I was like super lame. But, no, uh, that's cool though, <laughs> like that you're able, you're able to do that. Yeah. Now you back up to the musical theater stuff. When did you start doing shows and things like that? I booked my first um, professional theater when I was six. So I did Annie. I was uh, Molly in Annie. Yeah, that's, yeah. Awesome. that's awesome. I feel like that's something that's common that a lot of people don't realize when it comes to people that do music and are, are artists or songwriters and stuff. A huge part of that, getting up on stage and singing, that's a hard thing to do. Yeah. But people that come from the musical theater background, it translates so well to those that are up there singing songs and, and up there performing with a guitar. Yeah, like, yeah. Was, did that make the transition for you easier from singing your own songs to... Yeah, yes acting and, and doing the musical theater thing? Yeah, yes and no, because, I mean, in theater, you're always, like, playing a character, whereas, like, me as Sophie Lynn, I want to be, like, real authentic. Yeah. It was also really hard in high school because I was singing jazz, and my instructor every single day would be like, you sound too musical theater, you sound too musical theater, like, bashing me. Yeah. So it was definitely a journey to kind of, like, switch that sound from, like... Uh, you know, like very musical theater sounding with that vibrato and everything to jazz where it's literally straight toned. And it's it's made me who I am today because I incorporate both of them, you know. Um, but yeah, it was, I guess, yes and no. It's like pros and cons. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> I had none of that. I was, I was your stereotypical jockhead. I got thrown out of band, I think, in like fourth or fifth grade they tried to put a trumpet in my hand and I was like major ADHD and I think I like broke it or smashed it on something and they were like yeah you're not doing this I got kicked out of chorus like I, I wow. can't like I'm not musical at all so that's why I like asking that question of people that yeah. have that, that music bug where, yeah. where you guys can do that and so coming from musical theater what was your favorite production that I did or just yeah. in general yeah, yeah well both What's your favorite one that you did? And then what's your favorite of like all time? Oh, that's so hard. So I guess my favorite one that I did was the last musical I ever did. And it was Annie again. And yeah. I played Annie. So oh, it was like nice. full oh, circle. Nice. You know, yeah. first one I played Molly. Last one I played Annie. So that's it was like awesome. really cool. Um, and it challenged my voice a lot because I think by that time I was like eighth grade. So I was like in that weird puberty section where you're like, oh, I don't know if I can belt notes anymore, but let's give it a whirl, you know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was probably the, my favorite one that I did uh, as a, in like my career in musical theater. And then my favorite all time, I, oh, I went to New York and I saw, oh, I saw so many good ones, but probably Mamma Mia. That yeah. production was so good live. Like incredible, way better than the movies. The movies are cool too, but the play was just way better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, you're seeing it live, yeah. so that's got to add something. Ooh, to it. but uh, Mary Poppins was cool too because one of the the chimney guy he tap danced on the roof. That was cool. He was like upside down tap dancing. Oh that wow, was, that, that's a lot. I don't yeah. think I could do that. That takes some serious skill. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. It was really really cool. So definitely definitely takes some serious skill. Now for you, musical influences. What'd you grow up listening to? Ooh, uh, a lot of people. My my dad is like stuck in the eighties, so I grew okay. up a lot on my, a lot of like. My, my uh, dad is too, so I feel okay, young. Yeah, <laughs> like Foreigner, Night Ranger. Yeah, yeah, it was like we listened to a lot of that. Um, and then, let's see. As far as like country influences, I love Leanne Rhymes. She's awesome. I sing a lot of her stuff when I do like cover gigs around. Um, I like Patsy Cline. I like a lot of like '90s country, so Diana Carter, like Strawberry Wine, obviously. Yeah. I do that one. Like a lot. where the vocals are just massive. Yeah. Where, where the where these ladies are just belting it out because they can, yeah. and um, and they have some sass to them. Yeah. Like you talk yeah. about Patsy Cline, she's definitely oh, got, yeah. definitely got crazy. some sass to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. <laughs> like really good stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, so that's a blend of like that classic rock mixed with the country. Did you ever listen to like hip hop or anything like that or like the pop side? Like, yeah. So when I was doing jazz, I liked a lot of funk fusion. So like Snarky Puppy or like yeah. Coyote. Yeah. Have you, uh, they've been out for a little bit now, but, um, Dude, I gotta look him up real quick. Continue the conversation. Snarky, snarky puppy. What is that? What snarky puppy. So what's like, what's funk fusion? What what's that genre? It's like, like a mix of like a lot of genres. Like snarky puppy, they they feature a lot of other singers. It's like yeah. their main things, just like their band, and they do like a. It's like funk. Uh, I don't know how to really explain it. It's like funk fusion is like that's the word. So okay. it literally just incorporates like a lot of different things. So like, there's like some horns in there. There's like some heavy oh, bass. Yeah, there's yeah. like a beat. That's cool. Yeah, crazy chord changes. You're like sometimes you can't follow and you're like, oh, this is cool, just but so, I don't know what's going on. But and it's like how how are they doing this? And then they're doing it all in sync. Yeah, you listen yeah. to Scary Pockets. I have heard a couple of their songs. Yeah, yeah, they I'm do not, like a lot of pop stuff, and it's just like this jazz fusion stuff that. Um, actually, Scary Pocket is a lot more like in the pocket, like mm-hmm. kind of thing. But like a lot of your jazz fusion stuff, like a lot of people consider like uh, Dream Theater, like guys like that, as like your jazz fusion stuff. It's really technical, really like a lot of times fast paced, key changes, tempo changes. Like it's it's the musician's music. Oh yeah. man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I, I, I want to take a listen. I'll probably have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's trippy too. Like they like do I, stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm down. I'll raise my hand for some trippy stuff and whatnot. <laughs> now, growing growing up in California, what was that like for you? Uh, yeah. So I always grew. I never. Okay. So I say that I'm from LA, and then if people know California, I'm like, okay, Pasadena. And then if they really know them, like, okay, I'm from Glendora. So like, no one ever knows where Glendora is. It's kind of like a small little town filled with like a lot of old people and Mormons. So that's where Mormons. Yeah. Okay. It's like a lot of Mormons. Okay, because you're the you're the first guest that we've had on that's been uh, that's been from out west. That's okay, been from gotcha. California, which is cool. Because usually down here, down here, most of the guests that we've had have been like they've been southern southern guys and southern girls. So to find somebody that that west and stuff now, the country scene out there, yeah, a lot of people don't realize how big the country scene is out in California. Like yeah. with with uh, with stagecoach and like all these big things that go on out there, people love their country music out there. Yeah, it's it's big in certain areas. Um, when you get closer to LA, it kind of dies out. It's yeah. got a lot more of that like indie vibe out yeah. in LA. Um, but if you like play out towards the desert or like the valley area, you'll get a bigger following. But we call it out there. We call it Cali Country. Cali Country yeah. or Caliville. Like Brett Young has his has mm-hmm. his has his uh, brand that he's got going here in Nashville called yeah. Caliville and stuff. So for you, uh, what's the what's like playing shows out in California? Like, how's that crowd out there? Um, I play a lot of like here. They're like writers' rounds, right? So yeah. over there, yeah. you'll get on like a a bill or whatever and it'll have you'll have like 30 minute sets so it's not like you sit and you have these writers playing like one song and then one song and then one song one song i just played my first one here uh a couple two days ago and it was like really cool that you guys do something like that i'm like i'm gonna try to bring this to california you know but um but yeah so it's like you book your 30 minute slot you play and then the next artist plays for 30 minutes and then the next artist plays for 30 minutes so i do a lot of that out there in order to play my own original stuff that's like kind of the only way, unless you got a good following. Um, other than that, you got to play with like a cover band or something. Yeah, which that which covers are huge here too. Like yeah. you've been out yeah. on Broadway. Yeah, see, yeah. People have to play four hours of covers. Sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll play Wagon Wheel four or five times. Which there's certain songs, by the way, but you could probably sense it when you when you're on Broadway a lot. You can hear this. You hear the same damn song over yeah. and over again. Which is why original music is. I think so I heard cool. Wagon Wheel yeah. five times last night. 
I feel for you. Wagon wheel, chicken fried, all songs Five that I, times. dude, all songs yeah. that I loved before I moved down. I mean, you got paid for it. Like the yeah. artist got paid for it, but I'm sitting there at the back of y'all, back of the bar with a splitting headache. Like, just take me out now, God. Like, please, God. Yeah, because coming coming from New York, I was like, oh, I love wagon wheel. Oh, I love this. Oh, I love this. When I first moved down here, all these guys and girls were like, you're gonna be sick of this song within within a month. I literally looked at him and I was like, I give it two weeks. That's funny. Two weeks and you'll be done. <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. So, so, um, so come, so coming to Nashville. What's this trip been like for you? What, what kind of things do you got going on? Yeah, so that you can talk about. I know there's certain meetings and things and stuff that happen with the industry stuff, but in terms of what's going on, what, what do you got cooking? Yeah, so uh, main purpose of the write was actually I write with a lot of people um, in different states, so we all write, always write over Skype. So um, one of my good writers friends, Tammy, she was like, "Oh, we're gonna come down, or I'm coming down," and then she just kind of got everybody that writes with to come down too. So we're all like in one house, and we've been writing a lot. Um, and then the first night I came in, so I came in Monday and I like flew in at 6am, got like two hours of sleep. It was crazy, but, uh, flew in at 6am and then I had two shows. So I played over at Doghouse and Alley Taps and that was my first time ever playing in Nashville. It was really cool. It was like, first time playing in Nashville, first time doing a writer's around, first time playing like both these shows in one night, you know? So it was pretty crazy. But, um, so I did that. That was really awesome. And it's kind of funny because Rooting for You has like a key change in it, in it. And when I play it back at home, like people don't really pick up on it. They like they like it because it's like big climactic. But everybody in the audience was like, "Oh, key change!" Like everybody <laughs> understood it. I was like, "Okay." There's yeah. an extra appreciation yeah. for it. Yeah. People know what's going on. Yeah, they appreciate it was it. awesome. I was like, "Okay, Nashville people get it," you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and then. Um, we're meeting up with Mitch Fur a little bit later, who plays for like Carrie Underwood, so that's gonna be cool. And then um, I met with my producer who did Rooting for You, Colt Caparoon. That was awesome. He's so down to earth and so knowledgeable. He brought his little baby to the meeting too, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, awesome. she was so good too, but <laughs> she didn't cry the whole time. That's impressive. Yeah. A well-behaved baby. That, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just stuff like that. Writing a lot. I think last night we wrote like three songs or yesterday we wrote three songs so that's cool just kind of like building our catalog and just meeting people you know it's my first time here so I'm just trying to like be nice to everybody and say hi like show my face you know just just making friends and yeah. a big thing that I've learned being in this town it's all about the hang it's just making yeah. it's just making friendships and connections which was hard coming down from New York and being mm-hmm. out in LA it's very like business-like you know you're in the big city it's business-like down here it's like the opposite of that it's just yeah. It's just you make friends having a beer at at Whiskey Jam or at He's Losers. slowly learning this process. I'm slowly, oh no, it still comes out, and Tyler yeah, yeah, yeah. still looks at me like you got to tone your Yankee down, man. You got to tone it down. Your Yankee uh, down. Oh, dude. Oh, it, dude. It, yeah. it gets Funny. it gets bad sometimes. Like the goodbyes. Like if you've heard of like the Irish goodbye, where they just there's no like emotion. Everybody just kind of like walks away, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Down here, goodbyes take like 40 minutes because yep. everybody just kind of lingers and wants to be polite and southern hospitality and stuff. But um, but what's the Skype writing process like? Because that's something that we haven't we haven't really heard about on on this podcast with guests and stuff. What's that process like for you, being yeah. so far away from co-writers? Yeah, so it's actually really cool because you get to write with people that you would never meet. Yeah, in general, you know. So um, I'm a part of Songtown. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Songtown, but um, I've met a lot of my writers off Songtown. Um, it's just like a little site for a lot of different people to interact and. Um, people in the industry give you advice and they'll critique your songs and 
Um, it's just like a little monthly membership. So that was like the biggest blessing I could have joined when I started country music. Um, just because I didn't have access to any of that yeah. over in California and I didn't know anybody doing country at the time. So, um, yeah, so I hook up with people off Songtown and, um, I don't know, you just kind of like the word gets around, like the writers that you write with have writers that they write with and just networking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what happens is you just kind of get their information. You say, Hey, are you available Monday at three o'clock? You know, three o'clock my time, obviously it's yeah. probably like here, I don't know, like five but, um, time zones are tough. I agree with you. I'm, yeah. My, my home's in a different time zone too. So yeah. I I'm like, what's the time zone again? Am I, am I like Pacific time? I don't know. I, LA time. Yeah. LA, yeah, that's yeah. I, I say New York time. Yeah. Same LA time. That's all I got for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so you just say this time, this place, and then one of us will come in with an idea and you just ding, ding, ding. Here's the Skype call, except, you know, here's my idea. And then we just build off that. It's just as if you do it in person, you're just like, with the camera, so yeah. Like, sometimes there's a little bit of a lag, like a delay, and that's yeah. Really Have you ever uh, the one that's my least favorite experience, where the guy like, like just throws out a line, but it lags, and like all of a sudden it's just like, <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, all right, dude, what'd you say? Like, <laughs> yeah. Or they're like trying to sing you their idea, and it just keeps breaking up, and you're like, that sounds horrible. It's probably great, but I can't tell because there's so much static, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, that that gets pretty frustrating. You got to have like good Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Wi-Fi. Yeah. Is that Wi-Fi. You got to have it. Yeah. Um, now, if you made like connect, now do you have like a crew of people that you you'll particularly go to with a certain idea? Like, do you have some like co-writers that like you're really gelling with, like a circle right now that you've met through that network? Yeah. So a lot of people that are staying at the house right now have been writing with a lot. So my friend Tammy Marler and um, Lindy and Maddie Fisher. And Tom Pino, Colleen. There's like a bunch of us that are in the house right now. Um, honestly, I was introduced to a lot of them through Tammy. Tammy's been like my rock through like the whole thing. It's so awesome. it's been really cool. How'd you, how'd you meet her? What was the what was the connection on that? She found me on Songtown. I posted one of my songs for review um, by the guys that run Songtown, and she, I guess she saw it and hit me up and was like, "Hey, you want to write? I love your style." And then ever since then, she's kind of been like the glue between me and everybody. Like, here, write with this person, write with that person, you know? So it's been really cool. I love that you guys are kind of having like a writer's retreat, but it's in Nashville. Yeah. It's wild to, to see that because literally that, people do that all the time. Yeah, like I go, to, I go to the mountains pretty much every year. Like yeah. I go out to North Carolina like cool. every fall and have a writer's retreat. Like that's such like a Nashville thing, but you guys are all from other areas. Yeah. So you're all meeting in Nashville so you can you can take meetings so you can play out and do all that stuff mm-hmm. while writing together. That's so cool. Yeah. Like that that's something that 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 really makes up for not being here full time and stuff. Which yeah. which which again for, for you, I mean it sounds like you're still able to make enough Nashville connections doing the trips and through Skype and stuff. Which yeah. Really cool. And just playing that one show over at Doghouse, I met like probably over 15 people that are like, yeah, let's write, you know? And The power of Midtown. Yeah, Again, you talked so about cool. Bro- yeah, you talked about Broadway coming for your 21st. Midtown is where all the locals hang out. Yeah. That's where you'll see, if you go into certain bathrooms or certain, look at certain walls, you'll see in the round stickers post. That's where we market ourselves as okay. a podcast. Oh, yeah. We stuck stickers all over the place. Here's the thing. Nice. We haven't stuck a sticker anywhere. No, we, we get people that hang <laughs> stickers places. I'll stick a sticker for y'all. Give me some stickers. Oh, we'll do that. Bring it Bruce, on. Do I have any? I'll bring it on over out. to California, too. Oh, dude. Oh, that'd, yeah, be, that'd, be that'd be awesome. Yeah. Now, looking, now, we're at halfway through 2019, which is crazy. It's crazy mm-hmm. how fast time flies. What do you got looking forward to uh, the rest of 2019? 
Yeah, so um, I have my music video coming out August 2nd for Rooting oh, For You. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, going to be through Vivo. I'm still trying to find someone someone to like exclusively premiere it. So if y'all know anybody, let me know. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so that's coming out August 2nd. And then um, I have a couple more songs that are working on production right now. But I kind of just want to milk Rooting For You, see what I can get. It's a, it's a good song. It really is. Thank uh, you. Your, your vocals on there are great. The melody of it is great. And the lyrics, they're... Thanks. they're, they're they're honestly, for a 22-year-old that's just really getting getting her feet wet still in country music, you, you're writing some deep lyrics. Thank you're doing you. a good job. What was Thank that writing you. process like? Who'd you write that with and what went into that song? Yeah, so I wrote it with my friend Marlon Lim. Um, he came over. I, I used to write a lot of my pop stuff with, pop stuff with him. Yeah. Um, and he came over and I, it was like the first day that I was like, I want to do country, you know? And he's yeah. like, okay, because that's really <laughs> out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and so we sat down, he had that chord progression going and I started with the, uh, uh, the, uh, it just like, kind of like came natural. And then we built, uh, right off of that. But it was funny. We wrote like half the song in my little, like makeshift home studio thing at, I like have a home studio bo- at, in my grandpa's back house. Cause it was, he was using, using that for like furniture. So I was like, I'm going to have a yard sale, you know? So I had a yard sale and sold all of his stuff. He was like, I guess he was okay with it, but yeah, so we wrote half of it in that little studio, and then half of it, we, we were like exhausted from being inside, so we went to this coffee shop and literally wrote the rest like outside of this coffee shop, and it was just done in one day, and then uh, I found Colt, and Colt really bought, brought it to life. That was awesome. So, and he's actually here in Nashville, so it was kind of cool. I found him on Instagram. I find everybody on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like this creeper that's like, hi, I'm Sophie Lynn. I don't live in Nashville, but I'm going to message you anyways, you That's know? the way it has to work, though. <laughs> yeah. you're, not being a, you're not being a creeper. You're, you're doing the right thing by doing that. Like, yeah. seriously. So, um, so, yeah, I found Colt on Instagram, and I hit him up, and he really liked the song, so he was down to get on the project. And then I just recorded my vocals in my little home studio, literally with, like, an AKG 220 and I had like foam on the wall it was so janky but uh yeah I sent it over to him and he got working on it and you can't even tell that my setup was what I used on there so he's awesome incredible so yeah so that's how rooting for you kind of came about and what's the response (laughs) on it been like for you pretty good better than I ever expected I went in with like um kind of I didn't really have any expectations because it was my first country single and I was just like branching out um, but I, it, the first day it came out, it got on like new music Nashville. So that was pretty cool. It jumped up a bunch of streams, um, on Spotify and then just, everybody's been real supportive and I mean, y'all had me on here, so that's really cool. I guess it says that the song's pretty good, you know, and without even knowing me, it just brought me on board. So that was really awesome. But yeah, it's been cool. The people have been receiving it really well. Awesome. Awesome. Now, now we, we rewind a little bit. Um, something we've been doing a lot in recent episodes We've been asking people about their first time in Nashville, their first okay. night out and stuff like that. Okay. So, so like what, when you came, for, so it was your 21st birthday, yeah. who'd you have with you? Uh, I had a, a group of people. I had some friends from Texas when I was going to school in Texas. They flew out and met me here. Um, and then I just had a lot of my guy friends from California and some other girlfriends. And then my parents came and my older sister. So that was pretty cool. They wanted to get my first drink with me. So, um, but yeah, that's who came with me. We Airbnb at a house over in I think East Nashville and then just like Ubered into Broadway every day. What? Yep. Um, when's your birthday? January 12th. So it was, it was snowing. It was snowing. It was icy. It was terrible. It terrible. was actually snowing here. 
Yeah, it was bad. They said it was the coldest winter. It was last last uh, January. It was pretty cold last year. Yeah, there's ice all over the roads. The yeah. Uber drivers oh, were I terrified. And you're, and you're coming I, from Cali, and then and then you have people yeah. from Texas there. So like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, nobody knew what was going on, but we were like, we're just gonna get drunk and have a good time. <laughs> so, so what were your what were your thoughts of Nashville? I know you, that's more of a pleasure trip. It's more of like a fun trip, in yeah. term, and and not as much a business trip like this has been. What were your thoughts of Nashville when you first came? For what you remember, it's it's the twenty first yeah, birthday. Yeah. We see that stuff all the time working on Broadway. But what were your initial thoughts of the city? Yeah, I, I mean, I absolutely loved it. I love that every bar had live music. Because we do have live music over in L.A., but not like where there's just every single bar has a band, you know? So um, that was really cool to see from what I remember. <laughs> it's kind of bad. But, uh, yeah, the well, food was good, too. I really liked the food. I had your, hot chicken. That was bomb. What was your favorite bar? That you can remember, because back oh. then a lot of bars aren't open. I think Whiskey Row had just opened. No, Whiskey Row had been mm. January 2018. This is right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah Whiskey, Whiskey Row, Row had just been open. So like Luke and Jason's wasn't open. Kid yeah, Rock no. wasn't open. Last year, 2018 alone, seven bars opened on Broadway. Wow, that's more than that. It was twelve. It was twelve. Twelve. Oh, Dang, that's but wild. Do you remember, so at that point, what was your favorite bar? What's the bar that you remember being like? Oh, there's, that was rowdy. Yeah. So there, there's two that actually stick out to me. One was the Florida Georgia Line bar because I. Met, yeah. um, I met Chris Young, and oh, I was so awkward. I was like, hi, my name is Sophie, and it was, like, really awkward. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I was so awkward, but I just remember no, that, that being That awkward. happens. You bump into a star casually yeah. at a bar, <laughs> yeah. which happens here all the time, by the way. I, I can yeah. name countless people that we, we bump into at work and stuff, but, like, that, that's that got to be kind of cool. Yeah, I can't so, tell you how many times I've tried to deny somebody at the door. And they're gonna be like, "Do you really know who I am?" And whether like, it be whether it be a whether it be a Nashville Predators player, a Tennessee Titan, or a, or a big time artist that's just or like a football player, like a lot of them are football are players, like NFL guys, yeah. like oh, come to the door and like, "Hey man," and they're like, "Do you do you not know who I am?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, yeah, you're good." <laughs> Yeah, so that one sticks out to me. And then I can't remember the name of the bar, but it, it looks like a trailer inside and it has like grass on the ground. Oh, uh, R.I.P. Is that Santa's? No. No, but I did go to Santa's. No, that was awesome. That was Paradise. That was Paradise Park? Paradise Park. R.I.P. Paradise Park. Yeah, now it is the Downtown Sporting oh, Club. Oh, no. Which, no. By the, which I thought the Downtown Sporting Club would do all right, but it has nah. is, is not lived up to it because it, it's set up like it should be in like a, like a major. It's set up like it's a. It's got axe throwing. Like, who wants axe throwing with drunk idiots yeah, on that's Broadway? It's really terrifying. It's got axe. And it's but got, I'd totally do it. Oh, yeah. I, mean, it, I would too, but. And it's got hotel rooms, like in yeah, the bar. It's like, got Airbnb. The really? third level is an Airbnb. Which is, so weird. which is sketchy because yeah. you know, because it's on Broadway. A lot of sketchy things go on Broadway. Yeah. You shouldn't have I, that on I, I multiple overnights on Broadway. Waking up, or not even waking up, but like seeing the sunrise on Broadway and just watching the people like scatter is like <laughs> one of the worst things. Yeah, yeah, I would not want to be. And what's really weird is like there's blinds, so if the blinds are open, you can see the beds like from from the door at um at like Whiskey Row and Bailey's. You can see them on the other side of the street. You can see the beds. That's the weirdest. From thing. every bar, I don't want to know what's going on but, in those hey, Airbnbs. But, hey, but Paradise Park was awesome. Dude, that bar was dope. Yeah. This past weekend, the Nashville Sounds honored Paradise Park. I think they're going to do it annually. The weekend that Paradise Park closes, they offer tickets and it's six dollar pictures of beer. All you can eat hot dogs, fries, and like other Ew. things. Because that's what they were known for. Like, it sucked because it took the late night dining away from Broadway because nobody now is open stupid late. Mm. Except but for the diner, which the is the diner, but that's on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you might get Mellow Mushroom if you're lucky, but like, 
that was the place to go for especially all the Broadway people because it's so cheap. Yeah, yeah, that was a good time. I went there real late and I got I, I can't remember if I got food, but I just remembered drinking a lot of beer. Yeah, there. that was a good time. So so you're yeah. a bit, so so that that weekend or was it a week or weekend? How long were you guys here? I was here. Uh, I think I I came Friday no Thursday to Monday. I left Monday. Okay, so yeah. what was your what was your uh, your drink of choice for your twenty first? Oh, everything. You remember everything? People were just buying me shots. I remember the one shot that I had that was really good. Um, it was a lemon drop shot. I met some people from California, and they, oh, no, no, they bought me this one that was called the Panty Dropper. And it was the a panty double. Panty Dropper? Yes. Yeah. It was pink, and it was a double, and I don't remember anything after that. They were like, here you go. And I was like, oh, okay, man. thank you. Here's a Panty Dropper shot. I'm just taking this from random strangers. And then they don't really know what happened after that. But it was a good time. You woke up, and you were fine. That's yeah, what happened. Exactly. You were good. Yeah, 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 you were good. Exactly, it's fine. But if we were to buy your drink, what would your drink be? Now, I'm kind of like bougie, but I like uh, Moscow Mules. My favorite. Okay. My <laughs> favorite. Give, Ty, give her, give her a, that's, that's Tyler's favorite. Like, he has Listen. a cup. He has a certain mug. I think we have a picture of it. I'm going to no, have to pull it up yeah, my phone. Yeah, we ha- it, it got lost okay. in, uh, in a certain exchange. Got lost um, in a breakup, but whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, he had, he had, how big sad. was it? I, it made three Moscow mules. Oh my gosh. Like, that is my dream took, cup. It seriously <laughs> took three cans of ginger beer and like a very, very heavy pour of vodka. Oh my God. And a That's pretty generous lime. pour of lime juice. <laughs> I, I do lime juice. I don't do actual limes. So, oh, okay. Moscow mule, it's actually, a lot of people do drink that down here. Oh, I love them. I love them. I went to the Dodger game last week. Have you had the uh, Tennessee or the Kentucky Mule yet? No, I haven't. So Tennessee Mule is with Jack. Uh, Kentucky Mule is with any bourbon, like, you know, Maker's Mark. uh, Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Any of those guys is a Kentucky Mule. You got to get one while you're down here. Yeah. So you're a Dodgers fan? Oh, yeah. Big Dodgers fan. All right. So we're big baseball (laughs) fans, too. Oh, yeah. So I'm a Braves fan. Tyler's a Southern boy, so he's a Braves fan. Yeah. I'm a New Yorker. (laughs) Diehard Yankees fan, and I am hoping. I don't think we're going to get the Braves. I think they're still a little bit away. Uh, I'm hoping. The trade deadline. Well, the trade deadline's coming up. I'm hoping we get a shot at your Dodgers. I'm hoping Yankees. Yankees, We got a Cubs fan over there. Fly the W. I I can't. How can you forget the Yankees and all 27 championships? They're just poor. Oh, God. Here we go. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Seeing Ronald Acuna last year hit that grand slam off of. What's his name? Berlay, y'all's pitcher, oh, the rookie guy last yeah, year, yeah, yeah. and winning the game off of that grand slam. I don't care if that was the only game we won. That was the greatest <laughs> thing of last year. The Dodgers are really good. So you're big in the sports? Yeah, I mean, my dad is, so I just like go along with my dad. Are you an LA Rams fan yet? No, that, no? no, I have not jumped on that bandwagon. Okay, no, no, no. But uh, but yeah, we went to the Dodger game and I got a Moscow Mule. It was like twenty five bucks. But then you go to ooh, refill ooh. it; it's only twelve dollars. Okay, so. so they cut you a deal on yeah, the refill. Yeah, how but big, you, you get the cup too. So how it's big like, is the cup? Is it like a special Dodgers like collection? Yeah, it says cup? like L A on it. L A. L A. Dodgers. L A. Yeah. You watch Letterkenny? <laughs> no, I don't. No. Okay. Dang. No yeah. reference it's, to Letterkenny. It's a it's a, a Canadian show, and they oh, they do okay. they do a little bit about L A. Like the way they say L A. They're crazy Canadians. Do so they say it, it yeah. that way? They go no. They they say they, it. they say that everybody that's been to L A. pronounces it L A. Oh. They do like yeah. a drag. They're just crazy Canadian guys, but we we like watching the show. So yeah. um so big baseball girl. That's mm. like your favorite sport. 
Yeah, I mean, I played soccer growing up, okay. but to go and like watch a sport, it'd be baseball. Everything else is a little boring to me. And Dodgers over Angels? Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dodgers over Even with Mike Trout? You don't have any appreciation? You don't like Mike I, Trout? I think he's great. I think he's probably the best ball player out there, but I, Dodgers fan, Dodger uh, games, they just get more rowdy, so I have more fun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. Now, um, well, something else that, we, that we've been, the last couple episodes that we've recorded, ending with, are you on Twitter at all? Yes, I'm not. I'm more active on Instagram, but more I am on, on Twitter. Instagram? Yeah, that was your Twitter stuff. Is it more like what's your Twitter handle? Because Tyler's gonna. This is the fun part. It's, oh gosh, I am Sophie Lynn, <laughs> and it's S O F I E. My parents wanted to be different. The P H, they just did not want to do that. Okay, another one being a little bit different. It stands out. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I am Sophie Lynn. Oh gosh. Her uh, oh bio, I'm just a California girl gone country. <laughs> All right. Let's see. A um, bunch of stuff. It makes it sound so much more lame when you read that. Well, Maybe just, I should change just, it. No, that's just because he's, 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 he's a southern boy. He talks about that. He, he says it a lot slower. Now, if I were to say it, I would say, like, just a California girl gone country. Like, it sounds a little bit lame. You know, like, I put that, that right as I hit my microphone and stuff. Sorry, Tyler. Bad radio. <laughs> Hold up. Do you tweet a lot? Not too she much. She said she's more active on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. See. Twitter's like hard for me something. to navigate for some reason. Because we've had some people on where they're, they're tweeting some wild things. Like it's like oh, yeah. 3 a.m. and they're out on Broadway. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No I love seeing dogs in the airport. <laughs> I love seeing <laughs> yeah, dogs in the airport, too. It's literally the best Dude, thing. I, there's a dog that comes into our bar uh-huh. on Broadway. His name's Mr. Biggs. Aww. And he's like a little, little chubby... Um, is he a French bulldog, Tyler? Yeah. And he wears a big chain, like a ghetto, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah, big yeah. gold chain. Mm. And he just walks around. He wears like a little security shirt. Hold on, and he I just walks around seeing dogs. Yeah. It just brightens my day. Oh, that's great. I'm a boxer girl. I have like two boxers. Okay. Oh, wow. Those can be pretty big dogs. What are their yeah. names? Lola and Olive. Okay, yeah. here we go. Here's some good ones. Uh, this is from January, actually. My dentist just told me he's retiring, and oh, I God. legit started crying. He's the only dentist I've ever known, and I feel like I'm being dumped. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Seriously. Man. You, want, you want to shout out that dentist? Yeah, Dr. Young, Dr. Short. Y'all are awesome. It was That was the saddest day. I was literally like, my mouth wide open, crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just said, bless you to the lady who sneezed, and she didn't even acknowledge me. IDK, why that bothers me so much, but it does. <laughs> Hey, it does. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to be nice to you, and you're over here like, mm. you're the one who just sneezed all over the place here. Camping in the snow to celebrate my 22nd year on this earth. Thank you for all the sweet birthday wishes at Idlewind, California. And there's an Instagram tag. Yeah. So that's how you celebrate your 22nd. There you go. Yeah, I went camping in the snow. That I always well, have see. To do that's stuff the thing the about snow, winter. Huh? Mine's February 10th, and mm. so like I always do top golf. Okay. In like four jackets. No, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a, a bummer, but yeah. camping yeah. in the snow was cool. You see, being from the north, I'm January 23rd, so I'm another ah. I'm another winter birthday. Yeah, and I've had blizzards on my birthday. Oh, for my dang. 21st, I was in college, and we just got we just we couldn't go anywhere. There was a foot of snow on the ground. School was closed. Like it was it was rough. We were just in the dorm room. We just had a big ass party. That's so, funny. It was crazy. Now, where can people go to find you on uh, on the socials and stuff? Uh, they can find me um, at I am Sophie Lynn. Everything is under that, so it makes it a little easier. But S O F I E, the F is a little okay. bit. And you, rec- and you recommend Instagram in terms of like news and interaction yeah. with fans and stuff? Yeah, that or my website, Sophie Lynn Music, uh, com. Awesome. Yeah. All right, sweet. Now, we always wrap this up with uh, with the guest playing a little number for us. What do you want to play for us today? 
Cool. Um, I'll play rooting for you. For All right, now. sweet. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, while you grab that guitar, do a little housekeeping quick. Tyler, there you go. Another episode in the books. Big thank you to Sophie Lynn for coming out all the way from California, having our first West Coast girl. And, yeah, uh, it was it's a lot awesome. of fun. It was really cool, and uh, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. These Nash- this time in Nashville is so precious and so busy. Thanks for taking some time out, coming down to our studio and hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you all so for having quick, me. So real quick, where can everybody find you on socials? At I am Sophie Lynn. I am Sophie Lynn. Yes. There you go. And for us, it's In The Round Podcast on Instagram, In The Round on Facebook. Just a wandering Tyler for myself and at Matt Burrill on Instagram. There we go. Now we're gonna let take it. We're gonna let Sophie Lynn take it away. Here is her new single. It's out right now on all the streaming sites. We dig it. Y'all are probably gonna dig it too. Here is "Rooting for You" by Sophie Lynn. Y'all have been listening to the In the Round podcast. You still rooting for you. Can't fall asleep. Smell of you stuck in my sheets and I keep telling myself to move on but I don't know how Still laying in bed, there's a mark that you left It cut so deep and everybody's trying to tell me to let go but I just don't know how Something about you makes me reach right These ups and down cycles hurt me every damn time and when you let go when I let down Can't keep my head from spinning around And I can't get you out of my mind I didn't let go but you let down Had me picking up the pieces you left on the ground Still all I said is how bad I loved you And now I know there's no hope for us too But I'm rooting for you
Thank you.